trying out all the camera angles this week. So last week, my video only got, uh, not last week, the week before when I spoke about death, my video only got about seven views. Um, and the podcast wasn't that successful. So this week, we're going to talk about uh, the disposability of man and how we're all going to die. So I've been doing a lot of thinking, as, as I usually do. It's something which I do on a regular basis. Sometimes I don't even notice that I'm doing it. I just start thinking. It's it's a curse. I'm, I'm trying to break the habit, but somehow that habit persists that I have to do some thinking. It would be much easier. Life would be much easier if I didn't think. If I just did things. If If I just ignored... The thoughts within my... Granted, I'd, I'd struggle to walk. I don't know if that comes under thinking. Maybe that's involuntary. That's muscle memory. Um, remembering how to walk and, and talk and and kind of get along with the world. But, you know, life would be... You know, they say ignorance is bliss. That would be fantastic. You know, a little bit of ignorance. And occasionally I, I, I subject myself to a little bit of ignorance by distracting myself with, with things, projects, music, podcasts. <laughs> Um, and then we get a little introspective towards the end, and then I'm, I'm all of a sudden I'm thinking again. But, you know, I have been thinking. So what have I been thinking about? Well, recently I've been reading um, Grayson Perry's book, um, The Descent of Man, which I picked up randomly off Amazon. Um, I love Grayson Perry's work. Hands down, one of my top ten contemporary artists. I'd, I'd even probably say top five. That's because I'm out of touch with contemporary art, and um, you know, he's he's quite prominent in the scene. Um, and but no, I, I love his work, and I loved the, the series he made where he um, just explored uh, masculinity and and identity. Um, there's a there's a great one where he made a, a vase and a, a painting uh, and showed it to to different men, and it was all about. You know, how they view themselves and, and, and masculinity and how it all intertwines. And his book, uh, The Descent of Man, is a, a full exploration of this. It's a full exploration of, of what he uh, refers to as the default man and this this whole idea of, of, of corporate executives and, and how they view their masculinity and how they compare themselves to other people and how people compare them and, and, and the effects that this all has and how we as a society mix together and and preserve default man whilst you know trying to be individuals and and it's been very interesting i'm i'm not even finished it i'm i'm like a chapter or two in but it's it's one of those books where you pick it up and instantly you just start thinking about things and these are things which i think about anyway that i've been wanting to do a podcast about uh about masculinity and, and and males um for a while but I never picked the right time the last time i wanted to do this was uh when uh, chester bennington committed suicide and I wanted to do a podcast about uh, male suicide and, and, and get involved with that. But at the same time, I didn't want to be seen as profiteering of male suicide. So I, I kind of drew it back and said, well, we'll, we'll ignore that for a little while, <laughs> you know, as society does with suicide. Um, and, and we'll just we'll step back and we'll, we'll reconsider. But it got me thinking recently because I've been reading this book and, and I, I thought it would be a nice subject. Not a nice subject, but a subject to roll around on so this this podcast is called the disposability of man and the reason is 
titled that is because I've been sat thinking about how, as a society, men are essentially labelled as disposable. They are people who have a lot of power and an unnecessary amount of power and are very privileged uh, just by being born. But at the same time, there is a, a blank... You know, you can get another feeling about them. There's, they're, they're very interchangeable with that sense. There's not a lot of identity to it. And part of that comes down to masculinity and 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 dragging out personality traits and making everything kind of consistent in order to perpetuate the uh, the patriarchy, essentially. Um, and if you're wondering what I mean by that, essentially, so you think... If you think, as you've grown up as a male, uh, a lot of what you you might consider your identity is questioned by other people within the male gender. Um, Because when questioning something, you gain a little bit more power. If If you just accept something, you gain nothing from it. So if you question something and can make someone question themselves then you're gaining a little bit more power over them so you can progress a little bit more as, as you know in your social standing and we'll, we'll get all we'll get into that I'm, i imagine we'll get into that but the, the, the core idea i wanted to discuss we see we're getting off point we're already off point it's been been six minutes and we're already off point um was this idea that men are disposable and by that i mean that men don't feel i could just leave it there no <laughs> men don't feel like their lives have worth, particularly. Um, I don't know if that's a general statement for you to hear. Um, I don't know if you agree with it. It is something which I have dealt with in my own life. Um, something which I still deal with in my own life on a day-to-day basis, That as a as a being, that I'm insignificant. But then that's what drives me. That's, that's something which I, I grasp onto and say, okay... I'm insignificant, therefore I need to try and make myself significant within my own view. But that's me. I, I'm able to separate what other people think of me and what I think of me, and basically I'm just trying to impress myself. But my standards for myself are quite high. He says, sat in his pyjamas making a podcast at four in the afternoon. But there's this idea which we pushed forward on young men, I think, and throughout life, that men are completely cannon fodder. You know, we we have this this divide between genders that women should be protected and looked after, and a lot of that comes down to the whole you know damsel thing and wanting to subjugate women um, to to make them more demure and and they should act like that, blah 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 blah, and all that toxic crap. Um, but the the flip side of that, of course, is that men should be strong permanent but at the same time be disposable because you you can't have both you can't have men who should be strong and brave and go to war without men who should die for the cause if that makes sense i hope that makes sense this is a very complex topic which is why i'm trying to stick to the disposability of men right in the middle there if you could watch this on the video like right in the middle just just in the middle there be like the center of a jam biscuit and I was trying to think why this is. And as I say, a lot of it comes back to... But then I realised that a lot of what we have with this this whole subject is 
is heavily ingrained in everything, like literally everything which could be male-related um, or story-related. So the one which, which jumped to mind was the TV trope of the hero dies, or the film trope of the hero dies. If you've watched any film or TV, at some point you will have seen a flick where uh, the male guy, not the male, the hero dies, right? That's just a truth. You know, the huge example, Lord of the Rings, Gandalf dies. Boromir dies. They are people who sacrifice themselves for the cause. Now, I got thinking about that, and I was thinking, hang on a minute. That happens way too often in films. The amount of times that a, a male sacrifices themselves for the greater good is numerous. So much so that when I googled um, protagonists who die or protagonists who sacrifice themselves, it wouldn't let me search themselves because there wasn't enough search results. It would only let me search himself, which, you know, that's the TV, that's the trope, that's that's the idea that within media we have basically been told that if you are a male protagonist and there is a situation where somebody will need to die, you are going to die. It's as clear as day as the black guy dies first, that... That's the that's the that's the adage, you know. The hero dies. If you are a male protagonist, your 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 job is to be there to sacrifice yourself. Should that moment come, you can't solve things. Don't try and solve things. Just go there, die for the cause. Everyone else will survive. You'll die for the cause. And then the adage of that is that because in the view of media, that the black man is even less important than the male, white male protagonist, that they will die first. And they won't solve the situation. They'll just die for the cannon fodder of it. Again, hugely controversial there. So I, I did a bit of Googling. And I, I found a list um, on something called Ranker.com, which I didn't even know existed, um, of best fictional characters who sacrifice themselves. And I'm going down this list. And they're... I mean, I'm not saying that women don't sacrifice themselves in films. Obviously, Ellen Ripley is, is jumps to the top of the list in terms of people who have sacrificed themselves for to save others. Um, but this list, you know, it's just guys. It's like 90% guys. It's large groups of men just killing themselves to save someone. And that's a very strange message. And I got thinking about it as kids, is. You know, if you needed to, you know, you never leave a man behind. That's a, that's a key. That's a key phrase. But at the same time, everyone you watch in films, generally, they'll be the first in their respect. Will die for everybody else if the situation leads to that. And that is a very strange message to give to children. That is a very strange message to give to young men. And that is a very strange message to give to society as a general. Like a general point that your your purpose in a dire situation is to die. And men are so ready to sacrifice themselves. Completely ready to sacrifice themselves. You know, step in front of the other person to get shot, to get stabbed, to, you know, to die. That The, the self-preservation claws in the back of their head just completely voids because 
for their entire lives, they've been told, no, if there's a situation where people are going to die, you are going to die. You are going to end up on the list. If we go to war, conscription kicks in. Males are going to be taken. That's... That is the way of society. That is what you think. And it, it rolls on further than that. I know a lot of people, especially young males, and this is why, I, I mean, I have my own views on the army anyway, but there's this whole cultural, cultural idea um, which kind of stems from, from young males who feel disenfranchised, ah, disenfranchised and, and don't you know, feel like they have anything going in their life. And literally, this is the advert for the army. The, there's a guy, mid-20s, working in a pub, doesn't really know what he wants to do with his life, so joins the army. That's literally in one of the trailers. Um, and this idea that you, you can kind of take this whole generation and say, okay, well, you know, you haven't achieved anything by the time you're 20, so surely you should join the army, right? You should join the army. It'll give you discipline. You'll also die for your country. So you have this whole rift of men who believe that their only purpose in life is to sacrifice themselves, that the only worthwhile thing that they could put into their world is their death. And that's a hugely saddening point. That your sons and fathers likely have the idea in their heads, overriding a lot of their decision within life, that their purpose in life is to die. There's nothing else they feel like they can offer. And that, to me, is something which I'm kind of like... It's such an idea which completely stops me in my tracks when I think about it. Because that means there's a whole world out there of adults who are just waiting for it looking for that reason and i think that i think that couples i think that couples with with male suicide of that we see ourselves as disposable and we always have done because that's what you've always been taught that's what that's what that's the message we are given from birth <laughs> well not from birth i mean you don't come out of the womb and they go you know what you're gonna die at some point i mean we're all aware we're gonna die but Why should our role models all be the people who die too? Why should the people we are given to view as these are important characters all be people who are looking to die instead of people who are trying to use their intelligence? You know, we were told as kids... I mean, this is the one which always comes up of... Um, so the message is, is generally boys are told not to cry when then we wonder about why the male suicide rate is so high. Now, I don't... I don't vividly remember being told not to cry. I don't think my dad ever told me not to cry. He used to question why I cried. Um, and I did cry quite a lot as a child. Um, and I think that's a better way of doing it. Because it wasn't something which... It, it taught me... This is going to sound, sound quite strange, I imagine. Um, so the way it kind of works is that if you tell a boy not to cry, then obviously they've repressed their emotions, repressed their expression... And then kind of bottle it, don't know how to deal with it or anything like that. Whereas I was questioned why. And, and that comes down a lot to my, my own personality, my dad's personality, of just questioning things and, and, and making you think about the logic of things. So when I was crying, and it would be for no reason, of something quite minute, he questioned why I was crying. And then that would 
trigger in me something to go, okay, I need to think about this. I need to think why I'm having this emotional reaction, which made it very easy for me to deal with, you know, dealing with the, the rifts of life. Um, but then, then that's the thing. So you kind of sat there going, well, why is the male suicide rate so high? And so like, why wouldn't it be so high at this point? Why wouldn't it be at the state it is because every person who has ever been brought into the world who classifies as male has been told no within our society you're not that you're not that important and i think that again couples with this whole idea of, of male competitiveness and the masculine toxic toxicity um is that you know you you were overly competitive as a gender we're we're, we're fully ingrained in the 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 fight to succeed and it's because succeed means survive the higher up the tier you are the less disposable you are and of course that's not completely true and it's not something which gives you complete happiness because you get to the top and then suddenly you realize you haven't got anything else because the way you got to the top is 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 not you know healthy or helpful to society um and it all kind of weirdly links together and just generates this kind of cesspool of disposability of mankind and ma- and, and 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 men and I, I think that's something which as males we need to think about and we need to think about the representations you give to your children and teenagers of you know your purpose is to die your purpose is to sacrifice yourself. The you know if you are going into the army, it should be the males who die. And I know a lot of this comes back to you know the whole idea that that women are life givers, um, protectors, and that kind of thing. But I don't think that needs to be the case. We aren't in a situation where we're in dire straits, where half the population's being wiped out, where you know plagues are taking out every city, where we've got imperialistic armies trunching across mountains and, and fjords to come kill us. We haven't got any of that because our society is in one of the most peaceful times of our entire lives. So it's just not necessary anymore. The only time that I imagine that could be necessary is if we had an alien invasion. Because I don't think any society is going to get to a point where they can get to the scale which would be needed to take over the rest of the world without the rest of the world reacting. Because we're so interconnected and if you i'd like i'd love to get into a room with any well i don't even get to a room i just want so let's say if you work in the media industry right or you're writing a book or you're writing a film when you sit there and you think of those things and you think of right okay we need the storyline and this is going to be tragic and we've got this guy who's doing this blah, 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 blah. when you think of the end point of that character just sit there and question whether that person needs to die whether they really need to die does it actually add anything to the story? I'm not saying the person can't get injured because this the, the trope comes because the trope comes one from lazy writing. Just going to throw that out there. One, the trope of the male character dying and the hero dying is just lazy writing. Not always. Sometimes it's good, but it's the it's the the sacrifice that they finally found peace, and it's because you don't know how to end your story. Because you don't know how to reconcile that thing and that emotion. I think one fantastic 
example of that being subverted is in Constantine with uh, Keanu Reeves, where for all intent and purposes, that guy should have died, according to the trope. He gets to the end of the film, commits suicide. The world carries on. There's, there's, you know, Rebecca, Rebecca Weiss sat there at the end, carries on living. She could have mourned him. It would have been beautiful in the trope world. But no, they brought him back. They brought him back to deal with what happened. Because all of a sudden, wanting to die wasn't the goal anymore. All of a sudden, reach reach that point and then brought it back. Reach that point of everything's lost and we're all hopeless and we're going to burn in eternity. And then, then brought it back. Brought it back. And you can do that. You can do that. And that is such a better message for the world, don't you think? That's such a message where you can sit and go, okay, right, so... Well, it looks like all hope is gone. We're, we're damaged, we're bruised, we're missing limbs. Pretty sure some people have only got half a face at this point in time. Society is destroyed. But this one last person doesn't need to die. Just, you know, just saying. That, yeah, that ignition trigger doesn't need to be, doesn't need to be triggered on, by a human being, no. <laughs> it's a it's a trope. It is a is a complete trope of, of everything, but it's a trope which has ingrained our society and reflects what we think in society. You know, you you die to sacrifice yourself and and, and save your family and your friends and and protect the cause or the the country or or whatever, and that's what you're told when when you're completely young. So when you when you get depressed and you think about the things which affect you in your life you don't feel any worth you don't sit there and think oh well i guess i'm worth something you don't you you, you sit there and think well maybe i should join the military because if at least I, if i die i've done something i'm worth something then that's my cause that's that's a point which i can kind of put forward and say yeah i i, I did something and rather than just knowing that your actual existence is worth something that there's completely un tapped potential for you to exist within the world and, and do something and even if you went through your entire life and got to a old age and you hadn't particularly achieved in what you view as achieved that's not a bad thing because you've existed and interacted and, and participated within society at some point you didn't need to die to to kind of solidify your place That's, that's maybe that's the point I'm trying to make here. That you don't need to hurt yourself and take yourself out of the equation to be significant. And I think that's a huge part of, you know, of what male suicide is about. Of in order to feel significant, the only way they, they one of the, the ways which they've been taught or um pushed upon is that if you die then you're worth something because that's that's the, the mission. That's the, the the purpose in life. I don't know if you'd agree. I don't know if the world would agree. And maybe I'm overthinking it. Maybe I think everything's a bit too interlinked. And it could be because I've been overthinking it after reading um, The Son of Man. I think, and I don't think this is anything to do particularly with masculinity. This this one spectacle point. Um, I think this is just something which as a society we there was agreed upon 
and has become the consistent norm to tell the world. Um, and I, I think that's that's because like the whole trying to explain myself so the thing with masculinity is obviously that masculinity is perpetuated by males um because it is something which as a gender is, is agreed upon essentially or not agreed upon but at least forced upon a forced upon people um whereas this isn't something which is just male this is something which affects all genders and i think as a society is decided and accepted in a way which is the, the other weird thing. The, the amount of times you see different characters and, and whatnot just so willing to to let this happen, so willing to, to let young men sacrifice themselves and, and, and kill and, and use life as a disposable achievement. And that's, that's insane. You know, that's that's it. That has to be insanity. That can't just be me staring at the the wall and thinking, "Well, how is that how how is that society view society's view? Why can't that change?" And I'm not saying we need to stop making stories about heroes, and I'm not saying we need to stop telling stories about people who did sacrifice themselves. Those are important stories, and those are important sacrifices and being martyred and and and. You know, dying for a cause is is a huge sacrifice to make, and I don't want to, I don't want anyone to misinterpret this as me besmirching anyone who has, has done that. All I'm saying is that that doesn't need to be the the go to norm, because the 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 mass effect of rolling that on into everything else is is hugely damaging, and I think anyone who has struggled or does struggle with themselves and and their self destruction. And, and self-worth just needs to consider that needs to consider that they are worth something you are worth something we're all worth something and we're worth much more when we're here killing yourself sacrificing yourself do not need to be the end point they do not need to be the point where you, you look to as a goal as an achieve you know that doesn't need to be there and i know that's a very hard thing to accept when everyone else is telling you that that's one of the, that's the purpose that's the, that's that's how you do it. that's how you be a real man that's how you you succeed within your your society is to put yourself on the line for that ultimate sacrifice that doesn't need to be the way i'm hoping i explained this in a, a clear way but there's a chance i've rambled it's a big subject and it's a complex subject. But I'd love to know what you think. Because I'd love to know how you view yourself, how you view other people within this framework. Whether you've had anyone who has felt this way and has come round, or was sadly lost. And whether you think this is something which we can change. I'd like to see more stories of, of heroes surviving, dealing with struggle, dealing with sacrifice, but at the same time persevering. Because that's what we do as the human race. We struggle, we survive, we persevere. And then we die. When the time's right. Not just for a cheap plot point. I'll talk to you guys later.